existing home sales this morning coming in ahead of expectations and adding on to a good week for housing data. Let's talk about the sector and the home building trade. Michael Shaul is back with us, Chairman, CEO and Portfolio Manager at Marketfield Asset Management. Michael, so let's start uh, with the survey, the home builder sentiment, as I know that's the one you wrote about this week uh, in your letter to investors. Walk me through what we learned, what's new here? Still extraordinarily high confidence amongst home builders, you know, higher than it, much higher than it was in the you know, early 2000s boom. Um, but, but the survey has come off from you know, almost unanimous um, you know, agreement that things were getting better to you know, still a very high majority of home builders saying things are getting better. And, and you know, it's almost impossible for a confidence survey like this uh, you know, to stay in the stay in the high nine, stay in the high eighties. Um, you know where it was, but yeah. at eighty three, where I think if I remember it came in this week, you know, that's still a massive majority. Um, you know, strong regionally. You know, we we did highlight that the sentiment is a little bit weaker in the northeast than the rest of the country, and that seems to be more about cost pressures than anything else. Um, you know, land availability is limited in the in the northeast. Labor availability is is more limited in the Northeast than elsewhere, um, you know. But generally, this is a genuine housing boom. You know, the first genuine housing boom that we've seen in in, in a half generation. Um, and you're seeing the kind of data out of housing and the sort of contributions to GDP out of housing that that, that um, you know anybody under the age of, of 40 really hasn't experienced in their adult lives. So right now we pull back a little bit from those records uh, on the overall home builder sentiment. The orange line we were just looking at, the Northeast region, a, a little bit of a, a softer uh, number there pulling back, but we're still at these generational highs. And the boom you described, Michael, is it booming? Did it boom? What are the tailwinds here and are they all still intact? No, no, it looks like it's accelerating. I mean, you, in the new home market, you finally have housing start and permit data indicating that the home builders are, are reacting to this so it's now it's not just a sales boom it's a construction boom um and this morning's existing home data we, we, you know which came out literally 20 minutes ago um shows that the existing home market uh, you know has 1.8 months of supply um you know we finished december with less than 800 so less than 900 homes on the market uh you know which is you know for a country the size of the us you know almost nothing and you know the interesting part about that is that listings in december were actually very strong you saw more homes listed in december than for any other december since 2005. so you know e you know everything is going gangbusters in housing but there's no inventory but there's plenty of people putting homes on the market and there's plenty of people buying them and there's plenty of new homes in construction um, you know, and given the fact that we underbuilt U.S. single-family homes for, for more than a decade, I mean, dramatically underbuilt them, uh, you know, this can go on for a few quarters. The one chart that really is shooting up right now, uh, those single-family permits, we see that uh, the acceleration described, yeah. it seems to be happening there. That rate of change seems to be particularly fast and it's still very far below where we were uh, pre-financial crisis housing. Uh, bubble. I mean, what's kind of the reasonable target to have in mind for this particular figure, these single family uh, permits, Michael? You know, I mean, you're going to see the rate of change come down. I mean, that, that, I mean, first of all, it will go up and it will come down. It will go up in the first quarter of, of 2021. 
because you're going to have the the COVID low kind of affecting year over year year over year changes. Um, you know, but you know we're back into what I would call a, a, a high level of housing construction. It's not sort of bubble level. Um, you know, but we saw in 2000 and in, in 2005. If, if we get anywhere close to 2005, it's about another 30% from here. Um, but even staying at these levels would mean that housing is contributing to to the U.S. economy, as they say, in, in a way that it hasn't for the last 15 years. It's really been the missing piece of domestic economic activity for that period of time. Michael, right now, what is the status of the kind of housing and uh, migration trend where cities had some exodus? The trend that we see, it looks like just from a regional perspective in terms of the housing starts is a little bit more robust in the south as opposed to, say, uh, the northeast, perhaps. Is that going to continue? What are your thoughts kind of on this intra-housing story, which has been about leaving these major metropolitan areas? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I do think there's a constant migration south from the northeast um, in the U.S., and that's a lot about regional fiscal policy. You know, we just had Governor Cuomo's great idea to uh, raise marginal taxes. Um, you know, that is the sort of thing that is, is that is pushing this that is pushing this migration. You know, I, I think it's a steady story. I, it's not that you're going to depopulate the Northeast and everybody's going to live in the South, but it's it's certainly a tailwind. And again, if we look at this morning's um, existing home sales market, you know, it's a reminder that in the South, overall in the country. We're still selling less homes in 2021 or December 2020 than we were in 2005. You know, but if you look at the southern region, the, the southern regional's housing market is now substantially bigger than it was in 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 2005. And as I say, this is a you know, this is a, a story which has been going on for for most of the last 20 years. Um, COVID, you know, briefly massively accelerated it. You know, I think that that sort of panic migration, you know, has ended. But I, I think we're going to see a sort of steady, steady stream of people moving south and, and to some extent moving, moving west. Um, and it, it doesn't look as if, you know, as I say, regional fiscal policy is going to do anything to discourage that. Mm. Michael, in terms of risks to this, it's uh, hard for me, based on what you're saying in the charts, to, uh, to kind of find a lot of holes in the logic. Frankly, it fits together pretty well. I see it in my own demographic and myself in particular, uh, for those around me that are behind a lot of this first-time buyer trend. So what's the risk? I mean, you know, the rates are yeah. always one thing, but the it seems like... Cost. You know, cost? The, the risk is cost. Well, you know, right now... You know, interest rates are super low, so, you know, buyers can afford to pay higher prices. And materials costs have gone up a lot, but they've come off a very, very low level. So they've gone from super cheap to, you know, you know, reasonably priced. You know, I, I think the risks are that land prices accelerate, labor costs accelerate, material costs accelerate, um, and, you know, mortgage rates start to move higher versus lower. And then, then you have a very different equation. Then you have people you know, you probably still have very strong activity, but you have margins being pressured by the builders and you have affordability really coming under pressure. So you really have people stretching to buy the kind of home that they that they, they want to live in. And, you know, that gives you a market that looks much more like 2004, 2005, you know, which ended up, you know, being a sort of, you know, a, a tremendous trap, not just for home buyers, but for buyers of housing equity. Um, you know, that is not where we are today. I don't think we're close to that point today. 
Um, but, you know, the way things are going, you know, this post-COVID world spins a little bit quicker than the pre-COVID world. You know, you know we, we will get there at some point, you know, if, if things continue in this trajectory, we will get there at, some, at this point in time. So, you know, my feeling about housing is that it, it's not just a story for builders. Um, it's now a story, it's certainly a story for, for for housing construction stocks, makers of materials have, have mm. really been outperforming since since the summer. Um, it's a raw commodity story. You know, you forget the, how important U.S. housing traditionally was for the copper market. Um, and and it, it's not just a story about the builders themselves. But as I say, I, I think the builders have had a long enough consolidation now that you've taken some of the over-enthusiasm out of that sector. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think they're well positioned to, to have a decent start to 2021, given the data that I think you're going to see thrown our way. Michael, just to hone in on that point before I let you go, in terms of putting the overall housing view into an investment thesis, it sounds like while the home builders still are a fine place to be, that the given the risk, the only risk really is maybe pricing, that you can take advantage of that risk through expressing it maybe through a more kind of pure commodity or materials trade or maybe a home builder with just the highest margins. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, as I say, I think home builders are, to me, a critical part of the durable goods trade. But I, I think you always want to be diversified. And, 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 you know, one of the interesting things about this market is that, is that leadership kind of switches from subsector to subsector. You know, you don't need to put all your eggs in one basket. As I say, home builders, I think, belong in a well-diversified portfolio right now. But it's not the only way to express the view that the U.S. housing market's doing well, which is itself part of the bigger story. Okay. Michael, thanks for joining us as always. Appreciate the thoughts. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Michael Shawell, Chairman, CEO and Portfolio Manager. Always a good deep dive and an update into the housing space.